Yo, what's up, my good people? This your boy, B. Todd, and this is Talks with Todd, the first episode. Now, before we get to all of that, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been rocking with me. I appreciate the love, for real. Even, even if you didn't agree with what I was saying, I still appreciate it, because you took time out to check out one of my videos. Thank you. But today, we're talking about from rapping to podcasting. Now, I want to say I was around eight years old when I moved to a diff different neighborhood. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I am from Detroit, Michigan, and, but... um. At this time, I was living on the west side, and I was off of 8 Mile. And I met my homeboy, James, and he, him and his brothers introduced me into, they made me fall in love with hip-hop because of who they was putting me up on. Now, I did listen to music, but not like that. So it was a lot of stuff that I wasn't privy to. So around this time, I was really stuck on Bone Thugs and Harmony, Snoop, and Pac. That's all I would listen to. I wouldn't listen to nothing else. And then for a while, I was just stuck on listening to Bone because I was fascinated with how fast they rapped. So little did I know my boy James knew how to rap as well. Now, once I knew that he could rap, I'm like, damn, how he, how he know how to rap? Did he teach himself? Like, I was confused that he knew how to rap and we were so young and he was dope. Like, he was like lyrically probably better than some of the people you hear now. So... I was trying to find my way with rapping and I just couldn't find it. So one day we had a neighbor that was always stirring up drama and one of her boyfriends called itself being in a gang or whatever. So I had ended up making this, this disc record over an old puff beat. So um, when I made the record, you know, they all laughing at it, you know, like not laughing at it like it was whack. They was laughing because it was actually a funny song. And that was my first time ever putting together a song. So fast forward, um, I, I want to say 2001. Yes, 2001, I had moved to this city called Inkster. And Inkster is probably about 30 minutes away from Detroit. So I moved there and I meet my homeboy Julian, who's also another lyrical assassin. And, and I mean, when I say lyrical assassin, I mean, James and Julian both could rap about whatever and make it sound dope. So... I, want, I really wanted to get on that level because I had no dreams or aspirations of being nothing other than a rapper, okay? I didn't care about no job. I didn't care about getting no college degree. I knew I wanted to do that. Like, I, 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 if I didn't want to rap, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry as some, in some type of way. So that was my goal. Entertainment, if I can't be a rapper, I'm going to do this or do that. That was it. That was it. That was it. I wanna. I didn't care about no college degree. I didn't care about no high-paying job. That's all I wanted. So I worked towards it. And by the time I met Julian, you know, we we was we uh, we clicked. We was both from the west side of Detroit. We was cool. I found out he rapped. So me and him got to chopping it up about stuff. And then eventually one day we got into it during our senior year. And when we got into it, we had a mutual friend that kind of instigated the the beef between me and julian and it was partially my fault because around that time when i was in my when i get in my ego i would talk too much i would talk real reckless so i told my homie um i was like listen bro if julian even come even think about coming at me with a diss record this how i'm about to get him and i spit a couple of bars that i had just came up with on the fly so this this conversation took place over the weekend by the time I walked through them doors on Monday morning, oh boy, was I getting looked at crazy because Julian dropped the diss record thanks to you know who. 
So the diss record, this was funny about Julian's diss record, right? His diss record was over one of my favorite songs at the time by Jay-Z called Is That Your Chick? Now, this the psychological craziness level, the craziest level that Julian was on. Julian picked that beat because at the time I was digging this girl that ended up not letting me get my shot but gave somebody else the shot at my high school. So I'm at school hot, but I'm like, you know what? This is cool. I get to brush up on my skills now. So I ended up going to my homeboy that lived out in Ypsilanti, uh, which is probably every bit of 20, 20 minutes from Inkster, okay? So I go out there. I told him, I said, listen, the dude that I'm about to dish, his favorite rapper is Knives. Make me a beat that sound like Ether. Now, around this time, it was 2002, this was... This was around the time Hove and Nas just, just dropped their disc records. Actually, both of their albums was already out. So here it was. I'm thinking, okay, let me go ahead and get a beat that sounds something like Ether instead of just dissing them over Ether. Didn't turn out good. I was a novice rapper, uh, and so a, a lot of the stuff that I was saying wasn't fitting well with the beat, and I didn't know how to chop down my lyrics to let it let it fit all with the beat so i ended up telling him to pick i ended up picking another beat when he picked up another beat i'm listening to it i'm like now this is what i can rock with and it had more of a a more southern sound to it so i rapped over that everybody was like oh b got you b got you you know what i'm saying so i was like all right cool i won that battle i wasn't aware of julian's competitive like drive at all so he came back quick as hell with another record. So I'm like, damn, he rapped over the truth. I ended up rapping over the truth as well, but I felt like it was an epic feel for real. And Julian, he just barred me up. He barred me up on that on the on the truth beat. I tried to bar him up too, but it wasn't it wasn't hitting the same. It just it was more so jokes than it was real like ah type of bars. You know what I'm saying? So anywho. Julian made another diss record. Oh, actually, I'll take that back. I made another diss record because everybody was talking about how I lost. Again, I'm in my ego. So I'm listening to this. I'm, I'm rapping over. I'm not rapping over no beat. I tried to go through beats. I couldn't think of nothing else to rap over. So I said, you know what? I'm about to rap acapella. And while I'm rapping acapella after I'm done, I'm talking mad shit. And that's exactly what I did. Now, Julian made another diss record. But it was super personal. And he didn't, he only let a few people hear it. He didn't let the masses hear it. So everybody was saying that I won. Now, in my personal opinion, I, I, I believe that it was a tie between me and Julian. And I'm giving I'm saying it's a tie because Julian lyrically had an edge on me. The only edge that I had on him is that I was comical. So that's where that's where I believe that it was a tie. But yeah, if it wasn't for me being comical, I'd have got bodied. I'm just being real. So, um, time goes on. I'm listening to uh, me and, well, actually, me and Julian squashed our beef. And we ended up getting cool again. By this time, he started making moves with music, uh, kind of getting, kind of developing a group. All kind of stuff was going on. So, 2006 is the year that I really started taking rap serious. And 
Julian ended up partnering up with this dude who had a studio in his basement, and Julian was making beats, making records. So that's when I started working on some songs. And Julian kind of got me together as far as how to, how to, like, not necessarily like getting my wordplay together, but in a sense it was because he was telling me what words not to say. You know, what words to use, like, instead of saying this, you should say this. You know, he was giving me direction with my flow, kind of, because I didn't have any direction. Like, I was really a novice rapper. I didn't know how to structure a song. Julian taught me how to structure a song and make it sound like something. And that's where, that's what I got from him. Now, eventually, Julian ended up moving to where, it moved to a different state, and I didn't finish making my mixtape. So... Luckily, it was the mixtape era where you could rap over other people's beats. So, through him and this other guy that we used to be cool with, we ended up doing the show. And it, it just so happened this guy hit me up one day to do more shows. I said, okay, cool. I'm about to link up with this guy, you know, do business with him, and, um, and start finishing out my mixtape. Because after Julian left, I didn't have no other studio connects. Nothing. So... I'm like, okay, well, what else can I do? Like, you know, I, I can't just sit around and sit on these songs. I had like maybe five or six songs done around the time, and I didn't know nothing about putting out EPs or anything like that. I wasn't privy to it. So met this other dude. He He's going to remain nameless. But anyway, I link up with him. We start doing business. I finished my mixtape. Cool. From there, I ended up getting down with his record label, and we... Uh, Unfortunately, things didn't work out, but when, when things was going good, they was going good. You know, I was getting paid for shows. Um, I met other rappers that was dope, and I ended up uh, developing friendships with. So everything was cool, but little did I know, behind the scenes, it was bad business being done. And, you know, uh, every, time I every time I turned around, it was, a, it was an issue with another rapper. And I'm like, dog, I'm not here to beef with everybody. I just want to make good music. So between that happening, I'm also going through the the little slump where I wasn't getting the support I believed I needed. So I felt entitled because I was a I was a decent rapper. I'm like, oh, you know, why am I not getting the love and support that I deserve? So I let that kill my drive and I eventually stopped rapping. So fast forward to me being a father. I'm a father and I'm married to somebody I didn't necessarily want to be married to, but I'm hanging in there for my for the sake of my son at the time because it was just him. But I'm just kind of like getting in this mode where I'm like, yo, I'm a loser because all I do is go to work, come home, pretend to be a husband, and be a father. Nothing else. So, you know, I'm, I'm going through that for quite some time because the highlight of my life was me working at a plant because that was my life for a long time, for nine years. So I'm sitting up here going through all these motions and then finally, you know, me and my ex, we break up or get or divorce from each other. And I'm still finding myself like, yo, what else am I going to do now that I'm not rapping? Like, and then I'm still going back and forth with myself about rapping. So I didn't know what to do. So one day, uh, shout out to my homegirl, Brittany Williams again. She, she actually came out with a podcast called The Naked Homie Podcast. I'm listening to it on my phone. I'm like, yo, this is dope. You know, she telling the truth. She being completely honest, and it's all it's fearless. So I'm like, you know what? I might need to do something like this. I put my wife up on it. 
she was like, you know what, this might be something you might, you should do because it might be like your therapy that you need. And I said, you know what, you're right. So I dropped my first video um, two years ago, I believe, and it's called uh, Don't Ignore the Red Flags or Stop Ignoring the Red Flags. That was my very first video. Now, prior to that, I was already I was already making other videos or whatnot, and you know, just basically me ranting. That's all it really was. It was just me ranting, and eventually that you know that died down, and then I I got back to it again. Then everybody started pushing me and my cousin to do a podcast together. So while I started creating content and he was creating content, we ended up eventually talking and then working out when we was gonna start this podcast. So the first, the first episode we did, the name of our podcast was called Riding and Vibing, and we was in our cars, literally driving around live on Instagram. And obviously, this was around pandemic time, so or or shortly after it. So yeah, that's how it all kind of started for me in getting into the podcast world, and I started just creating more content. On top of, you know, creating content for the podcast, we would go back and forth about what we're going to talk about. And, and then eventually we ended up bringing in a third party, which is uh, my homegirl, Nay. And Nay, um, we just needed a woman, really, because I told my cousin Lo that we did not have, we didn't, we can't be the guys that's sitting up talking about women with no women are present to defend themselves or defend what women do. So that's how that happened. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much my story of how I got into podcasting, because, you know, without rap, I had no outlet. And obviously, I've been to therapy before. You know, I went through trials and tribulations with my ex and, you know, uh, games being played with my kids. All kind of stuff been going on to where it ended up being bad for my health. And I had to find something else to do because eventually talking to a counselor wasn't doing it either. I needed to do something that I was passionate about. And I became passionate about being a podcaster or a content creator once I realized I was changing lives. And, you know, I had some strangers hit me up and tell, telling me that, you know, I motivated them and, and helped them get to a different place in their life. Uh, I had people that haven't seen me in over 20 years hitting me up saying, yo, B, you won't believe what happened, man. I, I, I stepped up my game with my wife. You know, I had to, and I also stood up to her because I wasn't taking this and that. And I'm like, yo, this is it. This is it. I found my purpose. And even if I don't get paid for this ever, I don't care as long as I know that I'm helping somebody. Obviously, I would love to get paid for something that I'm passionate about. But knowing that I'm helping change lives means everything to me. And this is how I got here, man. So listen, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Um, I got many more coming. I don't, I'm not sure whether I'm about to post every week or post every two weeks or once a month. I don't know yet, but just know for sure that more content is coming. Remember that. Indeed.